0: Here we have this woman, and instead of being jealous of her, instead of telling ourselves that maybe it's not real, what if we looked at it as, this is what is possible for me? This woman is an example. This woman is a mirror of what I could achieve because she has the things that I want. Do you really think that that she is so special that she is so special that she's the only person who can have this? No, that's not reasonable, right? And do you really think that you are so special that you're the only person who can't? Hey friend, welcome back to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. I am so happy you're here. My name is Crystal Rose and I am your host. If this is your first episode, welcome. (laughs) I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to anything that appeals to you. There are tons of full-length episodes. We have a ton of interviews and some solos as well, as well as a series that we are no longer doing called Self-Love Sunday little bite-sized nibbles of self-love. So today I want to talk about something we call the woman wound, the sister wound. Essentially, I want to dig into the concept about women hurting other women and this catty competitive space that has been created and that we've all been conditioned to feel. And then also like what the reality is that we could all truly have. (laughs) Uh, And I know that it is possible. So I want to dig into that. So first, I just want to share a little bit about my own woman wound, my own sister wound. So Growing up, my sister and I, we did not really get along. And, and there are many, many factors in that that aren't either of our (laughs) faults. Um, but what happened was this, there was a, a layer of jealousy that was created there. I was very jealous of my sister and very frustrated. And I felt very unworthy of love. And I believed that, you know, if she had love, I couldn't have it too. And that is where the really the root of this is for me. So, My sister and I, over the years, we have healed our relationship. We have a wonderful, beautiful relationship now. I have a niece and nephew that I absolutely adore. And so I'm so, so grateful that her and I have gotten to this place. But, you know, through high school... I think a lot of us were treated really badly by other women. Um, and maybe we were the ones treating others badly. I know at times someone I cared about was being treated badly by another woman. I did not hold back. (laughs) I would absolutely go after her. And I think, you know, through high school, like this level of competition and ickiness and pointing out each other's differences as though they're bad and bullying is just, this horrible, horrible dynamic that that begins so young in our psyche, in our adolescence. And so we create this kind of like subconscious idea that women are mean and they're meant to hurt us. And, and some women really carry this meanness into well into adulthood. So what I have found is that I think there's many levels of this, right? There are women who just like do not trust other women at all. And (laughs) I know there was a time for me where I said very similar things like women are drama, right? Like women are too emotional. Women are drama. It's easier for me to be friends with men. I had a lot of friends with men um, in my 20s. It was easy. You know, men don't like to talk about their feelings generally as a generalization. Some do, but it was easy for me to just like hang out with some dudes I wasn't really into a lot of the things that a lot of the women I knew were into. You know, I didn't really like to go shopping. I really like to you just, you know, do a lot of this this chick stuff <laughs> that I called it. And so I felt very comfortable around dudes. And and I think what it really was is that I felt safe. Having been treated pretty badly in high school when I went to a public school and then when I was in my um, pretty messed up boarding school, I mean, a different dynamic was created there. And there were women there that were clearly just trying to get through the school and they would kind of attack and, and point out flaws in other women. And it was just like a whole yucky thing. So I think a lot of us really start with this base of Women are mean. I can't trust them. Women are catty. You know, the backstabbing, the lying, the sneaking around. I mean, how many of us have had like a friend that betrayed us with someone that we loved, right? And we blame her. The other woman is is always blamed because like, it's like she's this this temptress and and our, our man would never have done that if it wasn't for her. I mean, how many times have you seen, how many times have you witnessed or been a part of a situation where a significant other, a man or whatever, cheated on you or or cheated on someone you knew and he was taken back, (laughs) right? He was accepted back in and that woman was just like shunned, shamed, treated really badly. And clearly both parties had a part in it. Sometimes that other woman doesn't know, doesn't know what she's even getting into. She thinks she's the only one. That that happens too. And so, you know, both parties are to blame here, but generally we blame the woman. Generally, we want to fight the woman. We're mad at the woman. We hate her. We hate her. She did this to us. She did this to me. And we just accept this man who had the commitment to us, right? Like my husband made a vow to me. He made a vow to me, and I made a vow to him. And so if he betrays me, or if another woman were to come in the picture, that's a him thing. Now, I'd probably be upset with her too, especially if I knew her. But ultimately, he made a vow to me. But in our society, and our culture, we blame the woman so much. And we may even blame the man, but there's this attachment There's this like, I need to regain my worthiness here because I, now that he has strayed, I feel unworthy. I feel unworthy of love. And clearly this woman has something I don't. And so I am going to direct my negative energy to her, (laughs) hate her, and I'll still be mad and upset with him. And maybe I'll punish him throughout this time. But ultimately he gets the pass. We let him back in. We don't do that with women. Aside from the romantic relationships, for me in business, right? Like I was young in my twenties, coming up, and there was no one to look up to. You know, the only women I knew in business were absolutely terrifying. <laughs> they uh, did not hold back. They could be definitely frightening. Mean. I didn't really have a woman that that was like me. That, but like further ahead, I didn't have anyone to help me advance, you know, my career. And as more women began to pop up in these corporate places that I was in, or even, you know, in the not so corporate places, there was this competition, this feeling of like, there's only two of us, or there's only a couple of us. So, like, we're against each other as opposed to us, like, teaming up. So, there's like this kind of like, I'll step on whoever's head to get wherever vibe in the workplace because women just weren't as prominent as, you know, men were. And so I think that this kind of thing was created for me personally where men helped me. I didn't have the choice of of women helping me advance in my career. I didn't have that option because there just weren't any. And a lot of the women in the workplace were just kind of like, you know, we were out for ourselves and and I was too. But there was a real strong vibe of that. So there was a long period of time where I was just like, women don't help other women. And I was very, I felt very fortunate to have the help from men, um, who supported me in my career. Like, it was just like, what, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, why aren't women helping each other? Um, and it was just like, kind of sad, though. I did have some experiences, you know, when I was in San Diego and I was a Miller-like girl and I had this group of, you know, like 15 other chicks and we were friends and we got along pretty well. Uh, there wasn't really any drama too much associated in that group. So it was really kind of refreshing to have that. And of course, I've had, you know, friendships over the years. My roommate, when I was 19, her and I are still very dear friends. Of course, we had a little bout of drama when we were living together. Um, but after that, you know, we we were really great friends now. So there's so many ways women can wound each other, and over time, as you know this woman empowerment movement started. I have begun to notice myself that there are women who are, are using it as a trend, right? It's a buzzword. You know, they're leading these groups of women and really it's about themselves. It's about feeling good about themselves and, and being put on a pedestal by other women. You know, oh, I support women, I support women. And then when someone reaches up a hand for help, their fingers are stepped on. I know a lot of us have experienced this and, and myself personally. I have actually had my heart broken by women um, in business and in even just some social spaces, you know, just feeling like if I started to shine, if I started to get bigger, if I started to grow, I got stepped on. So I think a lot of us really struggle with this and have gone through it because the woman wound is deep. And, And I really do believe that society is built in a way that wants us to be this way. Because I think women, when we, when we bond and we are stronger, so we are so much stronger together. When we help each other and we truly come from a genuine place of love and support for each other, we are so fucking unstoppable that I think it scares, scares men. That's for sure. And I I think it's scary. It can be a really scary thing that how powerful we can be together. And so society is set up, So that we're against each other. We compete with each other. We fight with each other. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I I honestly didn't think there was any other way. I mean, of course, I had friendships and women I really cared for. But I didn't really think having an actual large community of women who support each other was even real or possible. And I see bits of that, you know, popping up. There are different organizations I'm a part of, like Fem City, for example, the founder is an absolutely amazing, incredible woman and so supportive of other women. She's been so supportive of me. And the boutique hub I'm dear friends with, Ashley Alderson, I'm actually her coach. <laughs> She's coached me. She's incredible. All she wants is is to support, support, support. So there are leaders in the space. My personal mentor, Samantha Scalia, another one, like she is literally changing lives. And so these are women who have become mirrors for me. So I want to talk a little bit about how women are mirrors for each other. What really depends on what you see in the mirror is how you feel about yourself. So if we don't feel worthy, if we are struggling internally and, you know, maybe we're having a hard time loving ourselves or or any, any of that, like there may be some stuff in other women that trigger us. We may see a woman and like, let's say, let's say there's a woman that's really successful. And I know I've talked about this on, on other episodes, but I really want to get in deeper in it. So let's say there's a woman who's really successful and maybe she has the life you want to live. Maybe she has everything you desire, the, the perfect relationship or, you know, this amazing business. And, and she just seems so genuine and so real. And you just see this and you're like, no, <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> Like, she sucks. Like, we get, we get mad, right? Because, like, she has this stuff that we want and we feel jealous and icky and, like, we want to be happy for her, but we also feel like we can't have it too. But really, this woman is mirroring back what is possible for us. And I'm not even going to go into the highlight reel or like things aren't what they seem because we all know this, right? We all know that like what people put out on social media is what they choose to put out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if there is genuinely a woman who has the things that you want, the things that you desire, writing it off as, oh, that's not real, um, that's not helpful either. Let's just put that out there. That's not helpful either. That's what people tell themselves when they don't believe that they can achieve that. And so they tell themselves it's not real because sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. Sometimes she is that happy. Sometimes she is in that great of a relationship. Sometimes her business is that successful. And so us telling ourselves that it's not real is actually a disservice to us. It's a disservice to us to comfort ourselves with the fact that this woman may not be doing as well as we think she is. That's a disservice, if you understand that. So here we have this woman, and instead of being jealous of her, instead of telling ourselves that maybe it's not real, what if we looked at it as, this is what is possible for me? This woman is an example this woman is a mirror of what I could achieve because she has the things that I want. Do you really think that that she is so special, that she is so special, that she's the only person who can have this? No, that's not reasonable, right? And do you really think that you are so special that you're the only person who can't? No, that doesn't feel right either, right? So, where's that space in the middle that this is possible for me too? In your own way. It doesn't have to be identical. You don't have to have this identical life to someone else. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that women are mirrors, right? So, we can hold up this mirror, this really healthy mirror of what is possible for you if you choose to see it that way. Women are also mirrors when we, you know, for our triggers. So, like, let's say there is a woman who is just so mean. I think we all can think of one right now. If you think of a woman that you just like, oh, she's mean, <laughs> right? Uh she's a mean woman. Seeing that meanness and when it bugs us, right? When we feel that in our bodies, that, ugh, ugh, that feeling, you know what I'm talking about, that feeling in our bodies, it triggers something inside of us because we either are seeing a part of ourselves that maybe we have not made peace with yet. Maybe we haven't gotten to the point where we have really kind of met ourselves where we're at and 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 healed that part of us, right? Or maybe it triggers something that we have been through, and so we just react. We feel, ugh, that woman, ugh, she's so mean. So that mirror, it mirrors back to us either you know a trigger or a part of ourselves, a part of ourselves that we haven't made peace with yet, or a part of ourselves that is activated by the way she acts. Now, that woman who is mean, I'm not saying she's not mean just because you're triggered. Now, get that. (laughs) That woman who is mean is hurting on levels that maybe we don't understand. Or maybe we do. You know, there's obviously something going on there. People aren't just mean. People don't treat each other badly because they're happy. Ever. They don't. People treat other people badly because there's something inside themselves. They're either getting a need met, right? Like maybe they need significance. Maybe they need to feel better by putting someone else down and it makes them feel more significant, even just for a second. It doesn't last. It's an external, you know, strategy to get your needs met and, and, and making someone else feel bad to feel better. does not last. It's not something, it's not a high you can ride. It's just very short-lived. And then you need to keep doing it. And so someone who you know notoriously is just mean, there's something going on in there. What if, and let's be clear here, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay. There's a level of personal responsibility that, of course, people need to have when, you know, and how they treat each other. But what if instead of being triggered by this woman, we were able to have compassion for her? What would that look like? It's so easy, you guys, to have compassion for people who are sad and nice and going through a hard time and wouldn't hurt a fly. Oh, they're so, you know, they're so badly off. We feel bad for them. We have compassion for them. But we don't have compassion for people who are mean. We don't have compassion for people who we view as, you know, not not ideal Someone that we think you know they're they're an asshole. This person is an asshole. We, why would we have compassion for them? So that's a growth edge, right? That's something that we get to use to grow. Because what if you can have compassion for the people who are assholes? It doesn't mean you have to let them in your space. It doesn't mean that you have to engage in like toxic relationships but it's what if what if you were able to grow on the inside a level of compassion for someone who triggered the fucking shit out of you what if you were able to view this person in a completely different light and so when you when you think of them they didn't they you didn't feel activated you didn't feel stressed you didn't feel scared you didn't have the fight or flight response instead you felt man they're going through it They are going through it. It's like a cat, like a fighting cat, or when kids, they want to get their needs met, right? Like they want attention. And maybe, you know, they're like, mom, 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 mom. And you're like, I don't want to deal with this right now. So I'm just going to ignore, right? What does that kid do? That kid throws himself on the floor and just throws a Pitches a fit, (laughs) flips out, right? There was an absolute tantrum because they will get their needs met. They will get attention. They don't give a shit. If it's negative attention, they don't care. They can't tell the difference. They want you to focus on them. We do that with each other. Humans do that with each other. I want attention. I'm not going to be able to get it because... I can't externally radiate this like niceness, right? Like there's something too broken and deep inside that like just hurts. So I'm not able to just walk around and like be nice to everyone. That's not what I can do. Um, but I can definitely get attention by messing with people, by being mean, by, by putting them down so I can feel better. Like that, that's what people do. And again, it doesn't make it right. But a lot of the times when people are stuck in these, uh, these loops, right? These negative feedback loops, they feel a certain way they do an action, the action makes them feel better for a quick second, and then they feel like shit. It's just like emotional eating. Like We want comfort, we want certainty, we want safety, so we, we face plant into a pizza or Oreos or whatever, while in the moment we feel good, and then afterwards we're like, oh, why did I do that? How often do you think a person you know who lashes out at another person maybe thinks internally at some point or another is like, oh, why am I like this? Why did I do that? You know, maybe they don't. Maybe they do. We don't know. What we can control is the way that we respond to others. We can't, what we can control is having that level of compassion that grows you as a person. That makes you an even better, more connected human to look at someone who other people would just toss aside right off as being an asshole and you get to have compassion for them. That is something so powerful about that. It is so powerful. Knowing that women are mirrors for each other in one way or the other. Maybe they're reflecting back something we do not like about ourselves. Maybe they are reflecting back something that from our past that triggers us. Or maybe they're reflecting back something that's possible for us. And we get to decide how we feel about that. Or not just decide how we feel, but we get to feel our feelings, feel through it, understand where it's coming from and why, be curious about it, And then we can let it go. And then we can look at that person and be like, yeah, you know, they're struggling. Oh, that really activated me. That really upset me. But now I can really see where maybe they're coming from. Hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to back up to a few weeks ago. I belong to a community of women. and, And I think what makes us different, I think what makes it possible for us to show up in a room where we maybe not all know each other. We only know each other from the internet, you know, and and we can hug each other like we are sisters and we can love each other even though we may not be the same and we can show up without judgment. I wasn't sure that was possible until a few weeks ago. I was seeing little glimpses of it here and there, but this really showed me that, you know what the difference is? There were 20 some odd women together And we all own our shit. We are all hyper aware of who we are, what our issues are, what our triggers are, what makes ourselves react, what makes us tick. And when you're aware of yourself like that, when you're so aware of your own stuff, when someone else does something that maybe would not be a choice you would do or acts in a way that you would not act, or says something, whatever, you can look at them without judgment, because you know you're not perfect either, right? Like, we get to accept each other. We get to accept each other's differences, and there's so much space there for love when we just kind of accept each other, and we know, like, hey, um, I showed up in this space, and this one girl is just so beautiful, and, like, (laughs) it kind of makes me feel bad about myself, but instead of you know, projecting that onto her, we can kind of process that on our own and still love her. So last year when I was going through my certification program, I had so many levels of support. It did not feel safe. Like I freaked out because I'm so used to just kind of coasting on my own. You know, I'm so fortunate. I have my husband and he supports me, but I had never had this unshakable support from other women before. It was just so weird. It just felt so unsafe I mean, everywhere I turned around, I had a group or a mentor or a sister, you know, a peer, someone. So after the program, you know, I'm, of course, continuing working on myself. And through that, I have a lot of lifelines. I have a lot of support. I have a huge group of women to go to if I need them. I talk to three different women every single week. And sometimes I'm just literally feeling my feelings in front of them while they witness it. It sounds weird, but it's amazing. (laughs) And the level I've gotten so comfortable with it, it's become so natural and it's exciting because it's something I get to offer women too, right? Like when I am coaching women, I get to be that for them. I get to be that that woman sitting there without judgment and with complete compassion for them as a being for who they are. There is so much amazingness in that and getting to experience that and getting to hold another woman where she is just maybe not her best self, but you know that she can be and you can see it for her. And that's what I get to do. So having all of this support, it's changed the game, you guys. It has really given me so much passion to help others have this too. There's no reason why us as women, as these powerful, incredible, intuitive beings, like why we can't love and support each other genuinely, Why we can't just show up in a room and hug each other and look at at a woman that maybe you've never even spoken to before, but feel like lifelong friends. It sounds crazy, right? Like what? No way. I can't just, I can't show up in a room and trust someone that I don't know. I can't just trust a woman, especially that I don't know, but there's so much space for that when you just let go when you just really genuinely look at another woman without judgment and instead of judging the way she acts you ask yourself how it makes you feel you ask you get curious about it that's a game changer that is a game changer so many of us are walking around with that woman wound that sister wound we have family members that maybe we've just cut out of our lives because they're toxic Maybe there are friends that we no longer speak to because they're toxic. Maybe sometimes we have been the toxic ones. I know I have. I have destroyed a few friendships because I was unhealed. I was the toxic one. But we get to grow and we get to learn from that. And... It is such a beautiful place when we can support each other genuinely, when when women empowerment isn't just a buzzword, when it's not just a trend, when it's not just a, I, I empower women, I support women uh, to look good as a leader. That's not a real leader. A leader leads from within. It's interesting how things have flipped for me because I used to look up to women and as mentors, you know, up, they, I put them up above me. And really, the best mentors that I have ever had have been peers. I get to coach them. They get to coach me. I get to support them. They get to support me. It's beautiful. When we stop putting women on pedestals and we start looking at them as the radiant human that they are with their flaws and their gifts and that they're all okay, because that leaves room for acceptance of ourselves we get to look at ourselves as someone who is flawed but perfect. We are perfect with despite in spite because of everything about us. Other women are not your competition. They're not your enemy. And as cliché as it sounds, uh, they can't be you. I don't worry about, you know, I I've had many copycats over the years and I don't worry about them because they cannot be me. They can do try to do the things that I do, but they'll never do it like me. They'll never be like me. So my lane is free and clear. And and I remind myself of that often. Any time that I feel like someone is moving in, right? And trying to take something from me, I just remind myself that my lane is free and clear because no one can be me. And no one can be you either. So we don't need to compete with each other. We can support each other. We can love each other. There's so much to go around. There's so much. There's so much sunshine. There's enough sunshine for all of us. So there's no need to cover another woman in shade. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to reach into my DMs and just let me know what you think of it. I would love to hear it. And if you think this would resonate with someone, please share it with a girlfriend or a friend or whoever. I love you guys and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.